Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Now, um, on the subject of, of hate, uh, this is a distressing story in many ways because a report has been... Issued well, issued to an extent because um, it's not f- been fully published as yet. But the Institute for Conflict Research, the ICR, have carried out a study that was commissioned by Belfast City Council into hate crime directed at members of the Muslim community living in Northern Ireland. And I want to speak to one of the authors, Robin Wilson. Robin, good morning. Good morning. Um, this is worrying, and it's even more worrying in so much as. Hate crime is on the increase against the Muslim population. Uh, more than 320 examples of hate crime have been reported. But there's a, a very strong belief that the majority of hate crimes go unreported. Am I right on that? Yes, and just to connect to your previous uh, point, Frank, I've done a lot of work with the Irish Football Association over the years on its uh, Football for All campaign. And, and for many years, um, issues of sectarian behaviour on the terraces were accepted and not dealt with, and the IFA has worked very hard over the years to, uh, to challenge that, as you've said. And in a sense, this um, report about um, um, abuse and um, intolerance directed at individuals of Muslim background in Belfast is really making a similar point. It's saying that um, this is an issue which hasn't really been brought to light and given the attention that it deserves. There actually are serious cases um, of um, individuals being treated very badly, and there is a, um, a public awareness campaign that needs to be done to um, engender greater tolerance towards individuals of Muslim background in, in, in Belfast and to uh, recognise that that's um, part of the, the city we've now become. Is part of the problem not knowing a member of the Muslim community, not working with a Muslim, not living in the same street as a Muslim, because we have a tradition here. If you don't know them, you hate them. That's 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 the Catholic Protestant problem that manifested its ugly head here for 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 so many for so many years. You just you don't like what you don't know. You feel threatened by it. It's a pathetic commentary on our society, but it's a, it's a realistic commentary. Well, are people in Northern Ireland, but are people in Northern Ireland judging Muslims because they know darn all about Muslims? Well, th- th- this isn't just a Northern Ireland uh, uh, problem. Uh, Frank, I'm an advisor to the Council of Europe on intercultural integration issues and... Um, and we know from all the work that's been done in this area um, that where people don't actually know 
um, members of different um, ethnicities or religions or nationalities or whatever, they tend to apply a stereotype they've got from somewhere else, mainly from the media or social media, um, and um, that stereotype may often be demeaning and dehumanizing and, and so on. And certainly individual Muslims we talk to um, in Belfast uh, said exactly that, that um, that, 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 that um, they tended to favor living in South Belfast because in the south of the city there was a greater concentration of people of Muslim background and so there's more experience of people rubbing along together. And yes, if that's people's everyday experience then it makes a huge difference. It tends to remove the fear factor and tends to mean that instead of thinking of Muslims as a group that are associated and unfortunately often have been with issues like terrorism and so on, you think of them more as the individual person at the end of the street whom you know. The fact that they seem to be so different to people who grew up in Northern Ireland, is that part of the problem? The fact that they dress so differently, they interact in a, in a different way when you, when you meet them in, in the street. Is, is, there, is there more that the Muslim community could do to express themselves so as the people of this country don't take the easy option and misunderstand them and go to the default setting of just how they're portrayed in the media? Well, um, as has always been said in, in, in the work that's been done in the Council of Europe, um, in this area, um, integration is a two-way street. It's something that is a responsibility for both those of us who are from the host community and those who um, are newcomers to, uh, to any society. Um, and what we need to do is to engender opportunities for people to come together and meet and to break down those kinds of divisions and barriers. So, for example, I've been involved for years with um, a thing called the Belfast Friendship Club, um, where every um, Thursday evening in a Common Grounds Cafe, uh, people um, who are newcomers to the city meet people who are old-timers uh, like me and um, just begin to break down barriers and divisions in, in that kind of way. And things that maybe were previously strange to some people become more familiar and um, a lot of the suspicions and fears break down. What sort of crimes are being carried out against them? Some of them are reported on graffiti on their walls, their windows being broken. We're aware, we're aware of that. But hate crime can be, and I, I don't want to dilute it in any way, but it can be at a lower level than that. So w what are they reporting? Yeah, and in a sense, that's actually a big part of the problem, Frank, that what a lot of people said to us during the research and what a lot of the evidence suggests is that a big difficulty is that there's a kind of a background hum of low-level stuff, verbal abuse, um, um, maybe um, uh, a woman on a bus who someone can, uh, uh, touches her, her hijab um, as if they kind of pull it from her head. Um, issues like that that, that aren't um, really dramatic assaults um, but are just really upsetting and distressing for the people who experience them. And um, there was an online survey done of, of some individuals of Muslim background in, in Belfast and it found that more than half of them had suffered verbal abuse whereas only 2% had been assaulted. So that's the kind of bigger problem of 
low-level stuff, which goes on from day to day. And you might think, well, that's not that important, but if you imagine being on the receiving end of it, it's not very nice. And if you're on the receiving end of it over a long period of time and it happens again and again and again, it can be really unpleasant, um, particularly where it hasn't been acted on by, by police. And we also had a number of people say to us that they have reported a lot of incidents to the police and have felt that nothing had happened as a result. The example you use of the woman on the bus, that's, that's pretty low to do that. The, the, the people who would be pulling her headdress, would they be fully aware of how insulting that is to that woman? Well, um, you mentioned earlier, um, Frank, that, that the people who um, would take more um, negative attitudes towards individuals with Muslim background tend to be those who are least familiar um, with living with someone from that uh, background. And that's generally true of people who are intolerant. It's just true of people who take um, uh, a sectarian attitude to the old Northern Ireland issues as it is um, of people who would be intolerant towards individuals who were Polish or Muslim or, or whatever. They don't tend to know much about the other. They don't even tend to be very curious about other people. Um, you know, for example, if someone says in, in, in the street, you Paki B, they may well be talking to an Indian person. Um, he actually doesn't seem particularly close to Pakistanis at all um, because of the history of the subcontinent and partition. Um, so it, it tends to be a, a reflective more of ignorance than of any real knowledge. Um, but it is important to recognize, I think, that, that um, uh, as we tried to do in the research, that, that women of Muslim background um, have had particular problems that they've faced in, in, in Belfast and they shouldn't just be dissolved into the wider group and that shouldn't be ignored. Do, do Muslims who you liaise with, do they accept that they are seen locally as intolerant in many ways? And there's a prime example at this present minute in Birmingham where they're protesting against the acknowledging of same-sex groups and same-sex families and same-sex couples or people just being uh, homosexual or lesbian or transgender. There, there's the, the most gentle of lessons being taught at primary school level about differences in, in, in people. Are, 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 are Muslims aware to any extent how they're coming across in the media as being difficult on that, on that particular story? Well, um, uh, one of the things we do in the report all the way through... I'll ask you you to be very brief on that one. Sure. Um, One of the things we do in the report all the way through is to to refer to individuals of Muslim background. There's a whole spread of views on this in the Muslim community, as there are amongst non-Muslims. But yes, again, looking at this from the standpoint of what the Council of Europe has done, setting standards in this area, we've all got to support universal norms. Integration only happens if we're all talking the same language and the language has to be one of liberty and equality and non-discrimination. Okay, Robin, really appreciate your time. Very interesting conversation. Thank you. The Frank Mitchell phone-in on U105 with Wright Sofaland. Experience luxurious living at Wright Sofaland Kalinchi and our flagship showroom at Knock Belfast. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack 
for free shipping and 365-day returns.